Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's the 28th of October today and it's a Wednesday. So happy Wednesday. Uh, I am here back with my formidable guest, Reverend Dr. Mr. Mike McClenahan, my dad, and uh, I've really appreciated our conversation so far. We've talked about um, deliverance and faith and courage, talked about leadership, talked about uh, immigration yesterday, and we talked about um, our stories of faith and how God rescues us and saves us through hard things. And today we're going to be reading uh, Micah chapter 3, verses 5 through 12. Um, before we do, uh, Dad, you are a, you're from California. We're from California. And you come out to Michigan how often? At least twice a year. Yeah, two or three times a year. So what do you like about Michigan that's different from California? Seasons. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's cold right now. And uh, we're, we still are having like a heat wave in California this week. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of cool to come back and see the fall leaves and all that. But really, it's not just the seasons. It's about being with family. That's mm-hmm. really important to us. Being with us. Yep. Yep. Um, so would you like to read this passage yeah. for us? Micah 3, 5 through 12. Okay. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who uh, lead my people astray, who cry peace when they have something to eat, but declare war against those who put nothing into their mouths. Therefore, it shall be night to you without vision and darkness to you without revelation. The sun shall go down upon the prophets and the day shall be black over them. The seers shall be disgraced and the diviners put to shame. They shall all cover their lips for there is no answer from God. But as for me, I'm filled with power, with the spirit of the Lord and with justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. Hear this, you rulers of the house of Jacob and chiefs of the house of Israel who abhor justice and pervert all equity, who build Zion with blood and Jerusalem with wrong. Its rulers give judgment for a bribe its priests teach for a price. Its prophets give oracles for money. Yet they lean upon the Lord and say, Surely the Lord is with us. No harm shall come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed as a field. Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins and the mountain of the house a wooded height. Hmm. All right. So this is kind of a challenging passage. What do you think about it? Yeah, I well, it's about judgment mm-hmm. um, because the people who are supposed to be uh, righteous are doing things uh, in an um, unrighteous way. They are supposed to be um, light. They are supposed to be um, following God, but they're doing things for bribes, for a price. Um, their motivation is wrong and therefore... Uh, God brings judgment upon them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of rough. <laughs> I just, as I'm hearing you read it, I'm aware that you and I are both pastors 
quote unquote profits. Not, I don't consider myself a prophet, but there's an analogy here. Mm-hmm. Pastors who both uh, work for the church and we get our paychecks from the church. Mm-hmm. That's like there's there's a huge caution in here for me because the whole the opening line is. Um, you're, you know, you prophets cry peace when you have something to eat. Like when the king is paying you and filling your belly and giving your families places to live, then you, uh, you say, Hey, peace upon this city. Like everything's going to go well for you. You know, they give them favorable forecasts for the future. It's like a Tom Thrall thing, favorable mm-hmm. forecast mm-hmm. for the future. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, yeah. alliteration there. Mm-hmm. Um, but declare war against those who put nothing in their mouths. Like when the king stops feeding you or threatens to fire you, you say, oh, if if you don't feed me, you know, well, God's going to, God's going to, you know, come down hard on you. And um, this, you know, um, overly associating their sense of God's uh, protection, provision, God's activity with their own emotions and sense of well-being and security as leaders, rather than being willing to say the hard things, you know. Um, and I feel like Micah in here is saying, "As for me, I'm filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might to declare Jacob his transgression, Israel's sin. I'm actually willing to call us to account. I'm willing to hold the people accountable and to to lead." into uncomfortable things not to play it safe and to stay in you know in comfort zone but actually help lead the people towards righteousness and justice and that requires stepping in a little bit of controversy sometimes like we talked about yesterday some controversy that you had to step into mm-hmm. um and not always leading in the place that everyone's going to be happy with but because it's where god is leading us mm-hmm. yeah this is about um connect you know being connected to power mm-hmm. um aligning ourselves with power and i think about you know there's different ways we can align ourselves with power or with money uh with influence we could be too close with people for example who give if we know who gives money to the church and how much they give we might want to be more comfortable with people who give a lot of money to the church because we don't want to disappoint them. And we lose our ability to be prophetic in mm-hmm. their lives and to make, you know, we're called, they're called to be disciples like everyone else mm-hmm. or, or aligning ourselves with political, um, political power. power. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I know that as, you know, there are some pastors who align themselves with, political leaders or movements in a way that gives them more notoriety or no more influence. And yet if they're not able to speak the truth, they water down their witness. Mm -hmm. They water down, they, they put out the light of the prophetic voice that they Mm -hmm. are supposed to have. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, I'm curious about this because this is something that um, I'm, I have to struggle with, you know, I have to face as a leader in the church, but I think a lot of people, I mean, whatever circumstance you're a leader, whether it's a home or like if you're a parent right now, especially stay at home parents, if you're a teacher or, or like a PTO member or, you know, uh, or like the leader of an organization or a department or, you know, you know, you've started a business or whatever leaders have to be careful about their allegiances, especially Christian leaders. 
uh, who are called to disciple in all aspects of lives. It's not just the church, you know, mm-hmm. we're called to disciple and lead other people um, in the way of God in all aspects of life. And it can be, it can be easy to um, put our, you know, leadership in, um, into the wrong uh, person or to put our allegiance into the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, aligning ourselves with power and stuff. Mm-hmm. What are like some practices or mindsets or reminders or um, how have you had, how have you practiced that separation of being, you know, separating yourselves, yourself from the attachment of, I've got this donor, this giver who's, mm-hmm. who's giving a lot of money. And if I don't make them happy, you know, how do you get around that? How do you free yourself from being tied to that? that I think, kind I think of it's power? hard work. I think we have to know who we are. We have to know our identity in Christ. I think that's true for everybody. You know, if, if, how do we know where our security lies, where our identity is, um, who defines me? whose I am and who I am. Um, I think as a pastor, as a leader, as a teacher, as a parent, we have to know first that we are a child of God who's loved by God with this lavished love um, and this love that loves us first Mm -hmm. before we ever achieve anything. So a lot of the challenge, I think, in being swayed by other people is my sense of accomplishment or achievement that somehow I'm earning God's favor or I'm earning other people's favor by my achievement. And if I can make them happy, if I can accomplish things, then I really, I really done a a great job as opposed to God loves me Mm -hmm. period. No matter what. And, and I, and I'm okay disappointing other people because, because so that's one thing is like my identity, but the other is how I stay listening. So Micah says, as for me, I'm filled with power and the spirit of the Lord. And so how do I remain filled with God's spirit and allow the spirit to influence and speak into my life in a way through like today we're reading scripture and we submit ourselves. So Lord, I think whenever we're talking about justice and doing what's right here with, you know, those who, who abhor justice and pervert all equity, uh, we're talking about leaders who are willing to, uh, be humble, who are willing to surrender their wills to God's will, and are willing to sacrifice for the sake of, of doing what God's calling them to do. There is no such thing as a leader in Scripture who is filled with their own power mm-hmm. and who is filled with you know arrogance and um, their own sense of accomplishment. It's humility, surrender, and sacrifice. That's a Christ-centered leader. So I, I like what you said, because you're talking about identity. What are, who are some of the people or what are some of the practices that you talk about scripture that reminds you of your identity? Mm-hmm. Um, what else reminds you of your identity? How do well, you separate I, I think, yourself? I think, so for example, a simple thing that everybody's doing with you in this Bible reading plan is spending time alone with God every day, reading scripture mm-hmm. that reminds us of who God is and who we are with God. And then to be in relationship with people. Um, I remember the Harvard Business Review came out with a study on leadership that says every, that leadership is lonely. Every leader needs to have uh, allies within their organization who they can trust. And they need to have friends outside of the organization they can be in relationship with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes pastors 
don't have relationship with people outside the church. So their friends are in the church and now they're, they are, they have this tension between pleasing the people who are their friends and retaining remaining yep. friends or disappointing them. And now you lose your friends. Ultimately you have to ask if I say something and I lose my job for this, am I going to be okay? Yes. Right. I'm, like, uh, yeah. am I will? I'm willing to say the right thing. Like that's what Mike is saying. I'm willing to say the right thing to say the God's truth, even if it means losing my job, losing my favor, losing my whatever, losing my standing with these people. Um, having another, having your relational network, your your community being outside of your, the organization you're leading, helps remind you of your identity because I mean, it's, you're not it's just true that. for let's say a principal of a school. Exactly. If, if, if the principal, all their friends are teachers, then they're never going to say anything that will upset the teachers. So you can have allies who are teachers, but you also have to have friends outside who help remind you that you are a person, not a role. Yep. And if we're only defined by our role, we're going to do everything we can to maintain, to maintain that role. Yep. And you said lose your job. I remember somebody recently saying, um, you know, are you are you going to lose your job over this? And they said, well, if I'm if I'm if I'm not risking my job, I'm probably not doing my job. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, that's that brings back to the whole risk. Thing, the faith thing that we talked about with uh, Joshua, taking a step people, into the water, taking a step, being willing, to, and the only way you're going to do that is if you trust in God and you realize even if this water does sweep me away, I'm in God's hands. Like it's going to be okay. So, well, that's that's sweet. Thanks for. I mean, that's a hard passage. Um, not just, I mean, for church leaders for sure, but also for uh, all of us who are Christian leaders in many different. Um, arenas of our lives to be reminded that we are called to speak truth we are called to speak on behalf of those who need justice and equity to um to be uh, prophetic voices in those spaces and that means that we have to have detachment we have to have um our identity secure we have mm -hmm. to be fully attached to god and not to the people we're leading which is this funny dichotomy Right, of or paradox, I guess, is loving the people we lead, but uh, not needing them. And that's really important balance to have. All right, everybody, go in peace. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. And we'll be back with you uh, tomorrow morning to talk about First Thessalonians. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.